as we've been going through this month, that God is calling us to something that is impossible. You say, well, that doesn't sound good if it's impossible. Well, it actually is good because we need God's help. A couple weeks ago, I was sitting in service and uh, just had this overwhelming sense from first service going into second service. I, I was like arrested. I couldn't even get up. I couldn't stand up. I mean, I could have, but I didn't want to. And I was sitting right here and I was sitting here and the worship team just continued to play and play and play on my behalf. And I, I had asked them to, and I was just sitting here and God, I, I'm not sure what you'd call it. Maybe it's a vision. I don't know. I think it's a picture of our future that God kind of uh, gave me a glimpse of. And there was a congregation. It wasn't this building here, but it was ginormous and it was packed with people pursuing God and surrendering their hearts to Jesus. And I, I'm just thankful for, for that reminder from God. And, you know, there's doubts. It's like, okay, you know, was that just my thoughts or, or was that the enemy trying? I'm like, no, Satan wouldn't have put those thoughts in our heart. But I believe truly that God is calling us to some great things. I want to remind us that we talked a little a couple weeks ago that we are different because we are spirit-filled believers. And uh, 1 Peter 2.9 says we are a peculiar people. And that means we think different, we need to act different, and we need to move forward with confidence when God is calling us to some things. What else am I sensing? I'm sensing that there are people growing and there's progress in many, many lives. And I'm excited about that. Just even hearing some reports this morning, Lucinda was uh, sharing about her daughter, just saying, boy, it's, it's neat, a 20-year-old growing in the Lord, and we're thankful for that, for her and her friend. And, uh, but I also am sensing that we have a serious need as far as facilities. And I just want to take us a moment to talk about this. We have a serious need for classrooms, for space, for in our kids' ministry, our youth ministry, um, and uh, I've been sensing in my heart, and I, I want to say this, and I, wanna, I wanted you to, to, it's not a prideful statement, uh, but I believe this is the word of God, that, that we would fill any size facility that God would give us. I just ha- have that sense in my heart that God would want to do that. There are so many people on the lakeshore that need to hear the Lord. And so we are praying. And really, there's been three kind of focuses in that area. And I want to encourage you to be praying with us. We're praying for direction. I talked with the board about this this past week. Really, there's three things. We have land down in Ferrysburg uh, before you get to Grand Haven. It's about three miles, maybe four miles. On, uh, uh, if you take 31 down, you can see it right on, uh, right on the highway. Um, it's, it's kind of a destination location. You kind of have to get off the highway and through a neighborhood to get there. Uh, but there's seven and a half acres that we have purchased. And we're saying, okay, God, is this the time where we pull the trigger and we build? The other thing that's interesting that's kind of in the works that, that we've had some initial conversations with is with international aid. Um, the church that is meeting there, the Spring Lake Harvest Bible Church on Easter, I don't know if you saw that, they're going to be putting up the cross back on the old C3 building in Spring Lake, which is pretty cool. I uh, read that article in the Grand Haven Tribune. And uh, so they're going to be starting services on Easter. And I've talked with the pastor of that church and, and, uh, and said, hey, what's next for this 30,000 square feet? It's, actually, it's beautiful. I've been through there, a tour. Uh, maybe you've been there, I'm not sure. Uh, but but uh, we're praying for, for potential that that may open up. We don't know what God has for us. And so we want to be praying, saying, God, if this is you, make it crystal 
clear. That would be quite a move for us, um, and, uh, but we want to be sensitive and saying, God, what do you have for us? And then the other third thing is we've been praying about where we're sitting right here. Uh, I got some snowshoes after Christmas, um, and uh, when it, was, it snowed all that snow, um, I decided to take a little trip out, and I've never really uh, walked over the entire property. There's 28 acres on this property that the hospital owns. And I walked out all the way down to the Olivet Church, and then I walked way down and kind of came back. And uh, there is so much land uh, here. And, uh, we, you know, I, I think about some potential. If God were to allow us to acquire this facility, this property, we could build a, another sanctuary with classrooms and proper offices and things like that. That's another area that we're just crammed. It's crazy. Um, and uh, and so, so just be praying with us. Uh, for what God has. And we are praying for God direction through this time. And even maybe in this next week that there would be a, a clear direction kind of emerge out of some of these ideas. Or maybe there's something else that we're not, we're not seeing. But we know that God is moving. I've sensed that. And we just want to be thinking ahead of the curve and uh, to be thinking as people of faith. And so I wanted to kind of share that. And uh, as we've been praying and, and in asking God as we've been sensing these things, I, I've been saying, God, how do we continue to strengthen our ministries here? Continue to strengthen the youth ministry. How do we resource Pastor Pete? How do we encourage Deb and, uh, and Penny in the back? How do we continue to encourage our worship team? And uh, so we're exploring options there and just asking God to move in a powerful way. And we have a lot to praise God for. Would you agree? And it's exciting what God's doing. And I would say this, we need a word from the Lord as a body of believers. We need it desperately. And we're seeking that. We want to be listening. Just like I pray that today you won't leave here until you hear from the Lord today. But there's been this sense, and I want to be just real transparent, just this, I, this, these questions, well, how do we keep it all going? The momentum that we're experiencing and I believe that the enemy, he hates what's happening. And uh, he will put in doubt and fear. He'll put in questions in my mind. Well, what if it all levels off? Or what if it begins to decline? Or, or you know, what if it never happens, that new building that you've been praying for for six years? Or, or what if that staff plan for the next 10 years never comes to fruition? Or what if, you know, those, you know, you've had some great preaching series with forgiveness and warfare last year and, and a lot of good things, but what if God doesn't speak to your heart and uh, what if there's nothing to say on a Sunday morning? You know, those types of thoughts. Or how do you keep people, big, you know, getting saved? Or how do we disciple them doing the hard work of ministry with all the limitations that we have? And, uh, and I'll tell you, there's been a sense even sometimes in my own heart saying, boy, I don't want to mess this thing up. <laughs> I need to get out of the way. Can I say that and uh, just be honest? Not that it's perfect, but, but things are going well. And I just want to share how God has helped me as I've had some of those thoughts. And I believe that what God has spoke to me, I believe he wants to speak to you guys this morning. And it really comes uh, from a couple key verses and then we'll kind of launch from there. And so I'm going to kind of dive into God's Word. And I just want to say I'm thankful for my board that loves me and prays for me. 
uh, Larry, this week, you sent an email just saying, you know, we were talking about some of these things, and he said, hey, pastor, this, this verse has been on my heart, Philippians 4, 6, and I want you to turn with me there, Philippians 4, 6, and it's interesting because that is a verse that I have been praying and writing about and journaling, and, uh, and it's not just that verse, there's the, the context really from 4 to 7 that we want to look at, but let's look at the verse that one of our board members sent me this week just as we have kind of reviewed some of the things that we're experiencing as a church. Listen to what 4.6 says first. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And then uh, Larry said, Hey, we just need to continue to seek the Lord and uh, trust Him. And I really appreciate that. that. That really spoke to my heart. And really, almost, it really solidified kind of the direction that I was heading this for this morning. And, and uh, I believe God used you uh, in that. But I want to look at the context there. If you got your Bibles there, let's look at this. Let's start in verse 4. Uh, Paul's writing to the Philippians church, and uh, it's a great letter, the whole thing. He's uh, telling them to you know, keep on pushing forward, don't stop, you, you haven't arrived. He, he says, I haven't arrived, neither of you, keep on going. And no matter what trials you're, you're having, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. He says, The Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all. And then he, of course, says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then what's the result when we look at the context of these three verses together? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. This is an incredible three verses that I believe God wants us to get a hold of. When you think about your life, it may be some of the things you're facing. And maybe you think you're out of control, or you're thinking, okay, or maybe things are good, but there's some anxious thoughts will creep in, or fear, or doubt, or whatever. Be anxious for nothing. But before that is to rejoice, to sing a new song. We'll get there in Psalm 40, which is so wonderful. Rejoice in the Lord because the Lord is near. God, He hasn't forgotten about us. He hasn't, he hasn't uh, you know, gone on vacation. He's there for us. And by everything, prayer, petition, and then the peace of God. And what does the peace of God do? It guards our heart and it guards our mind, which the enemy wants to attack. The peace of God will guard your heart it will guard your mind. You say, I don't know how to get through. Well, you need the peace of God. How do you get that? You rejoice, and you don't be anxious, and you pray. The other thing that has been just leaping out on the, uh, to me, it's a scripture that's so familiar. I mean, it's one I've memorized. You know it. Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And if you look at the context of that, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 there. 
In Matthew chapter 6, it's a section of Scripture talking about worry. And it kind of talks about, it says, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or what your body will wear. Uh, is not life more important than food or, or the body more important than clothes? And then he says, look at the birds of the air and all these things. And he kind of works through and he says, look, if God takes care of these things, isn't he going to take care of you? That's a word from the Lord for someone this morning. If God can take care of the birds of the air and he longs to see them do okay, he's going to take care of you. And then, of course, it gets to that part that says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And you know what's interesting? I did a little study on this seeking God the pursuit of God. And what I understand, first of all, is that God is the one who is pursuing us first. He's pursuing us. He never stops. His love for us is relentless. He can't stop loving us. Romans 5, 6 says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Luke 19, 10 says the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. I love the scripture that says that Christ is interceding on our behalf. You know, I talk about my mom texts me prayers and things like that on Sunday mornings and what a blessing that is. And she was here a couple weeks ago. We kind of honored her for that. But you know what? It's almost like God is up in heaven. He's praying for us. And I mean, I love my mom's prayers, but I really value Jesus' prayers for me, for this church, for you. And Jesus is praying. He's praying for you. Jesus is praying for your husband. He's praying for your kids. He's praying for your work. He's praying for all the details of your life. He cares for you. And God is seeking. He, and what's interesting is God was seeking us. It led his son to the cross to sacrifice and we are on his heart today. He hasn't forgotten us, like I mentioned. He's not mad at you. And you know what? Sometimes we think God's up there in heaven, and when we make a mistake, which we all make mistakes, it's not like God's up there with a big old hammer, like a whack-a-mole, looking to, oh, there he goes, bam, Pete, you're gone. You know? and God's not up there, but he's up there with wide open arms saying, I love you. And what's interesting is I was reading this week, I came across some verses that, that says the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. It's the goodness of God, his gentle ways, his loving arms that lead us to him. And if that's a word for you, I want to give you an assignment to read Luke 15 this week and look at how God is pursuing you. How God is not pursuing others, how does God pursue you as you look at the story of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the last son, and the lost son? The fact is, is that God wants to work in your life. He wants to work in my life. He wants to work in our church. I believe it. So how do we walk it out? How do we discern the will, the will of God? How do we continue to move forward? Well, not only does God seek us, but we are called to seek our heavenly Father. Turn with me to Acts chapter 17. It's an interesting little uh, blurb in, um, in Acts. Um, it's interesting. We'll start in 24. It says, God, the God who made the world and everything in it, is the Lord of the heavens and the Lord of earth. 
And he does not live in temples built by hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needs anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. Verse 26, for one man he made, or from one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. Now, why would God do this? Why would God create us, create man, create you, create your family? Why would he do that? God did this so that man would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Listen, God created you so you could seek him, so you could worship him. So you could give your heart to him. And he gave you free will to choose to do that. In Psalm 42, verse 1 through 5, we see David, a great example of a guy that sought after God. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 42. I love what it says here. He says, this is David writing, It says, as a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. And then listen to what it says. When can I go and meet with God? When's the last time you said something like that? When can I go and meet with God? Are you hungry? Saying, God, I want to find a place where I can meet you says, my tears have been my food day and night. He's having, having a hard time. He's experienced some opposition. These things I remember as I pour, pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throngs. Why are you so downcast, my soul? Why are you so disturbed? He says, look, put your hope in God. And I believe that's what God wants us to do, to seek him. And as we seek him, hope rises. Psalm 105, one other verse I want you to turn with me to. Verses 3 and 4 says, Glory in his name. Let the the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And then in verse 4 says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face. Sometimes when you're having a hard time, no. Seek his face always. Always. When is the time to seek? Hosea 10 verse 12 says, Now is the time to seek the Lord. And the result of it in 1 Chronicles chapter 28 says, If you seek him, this is David talking to his son Solomon. He says, Look, if you seek God, you will find him. And that's the promise. As you seek the Lord, He's not going to leave you hanging. In fact, turn with me to uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 28. It's an interesting story here. We don't have all the time to, to get into all of this. But David here, he was called, he felt led to uh, build a temple to the Lord. And God said, nope, it's not your time. You're not going to build a house of God, but your, but your son will. Verse 9 says, and uh, he's talking to Solomon at this point. He says, And you, O my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him wholeheartedly, devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thought. And then there, if you seek him, 
he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. But then listen to this. And I believe this is a word for me and a word for our church. Uh, It says this, consider now. This is David talking to his son Solomon, but I believe it's for us. For the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as a sanctuary. Pretty awesome. As we're seeking, saying, God, what do you have for us? And God's saying, look, we're going we're gonna to do some building here. God has some plans for us. And then he says, be strong and do the work. God is calling us to seek him. And he promises to meet us each and every time. But our lives, my life, your life, all of us, we can be distracted so easily. There are so many things that we can seek and keep as a priority besides God, whether that's money or our education. Uh, young guys, uh, maybe it's seeking out, the, seeking out the ladies, all right? Or maybe it's music or entertainment or video games. For some of us, it's we seek relationships or it's all about our job, it's all about our career. Or maybe it's sports or friends or the stuff that we can get our hands on, clothes and fashion, image. Or maybe it's a car or a boat or a toys. And what's interesting is none of those things are inherently wrong unless they become a priority before God. Some of those things are even necessary. And some of those things will kind of come with time. And sure, there's some negative things that we can seek out, uh, idols, uh, drugs, alcohol, um, you know, sexual things that would be inappropriate. But you know what? We need to put all those things aside and seek our Heavenly Father. We are not called uh, to just go through life and just be whatever God want, whatever, whatever it comes in our mind that we pursue. But we are called to seek God and then to wait on Him. Two more verses, and then we're, we're coming in, and I'm going to challenge us uh, together. Psalm 27. Turn with me first there. Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 4 says this. One thing I ask, this is David talking again, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in the temple. And I believe God is calling us to wait on him, to seek him in that way. Verse 14 in that same chapter says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And then flip over with me to Psalm 40, and we're going to land here. It's interesting, Mary, you didn't know I was going to land here, but Psalm 40, those first three verses are so incredible. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit out of the mud and the mire. Amen? Amen. Thank the Lord for that. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. Now, this is a guy that had been through all kinds of trouble, all kinds of opposition. He's declaring this. It's an affirmation. I waited, and God, this is how you answered me. You lifted me up. You out of the mud, out of the mire. You put my feet on a solid rock. And then, I love verse 3, he put a new song in my heart. 
That's that rejoicing piece that we keep on seeing when we see the seek him, that there's a rejoicing. Don't be anxious, but rejoice. A new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. And then I believe this is a picture of our future, that as we wait on the Lord collectively, many will see and fear and put their trust in God. Many will see and fear, and many will put their trust in God. As we seek the Lord, as we wait on God, people will be drawn to you and drawn to us as a body. God is calling us to hunger and thirst for Him. How many this morning need a fresh touch from God. I know I do. You may be dry this morning. I want to encourage you to come and drink from a heavenly Father, from the, the rivers of life. God is going to minister life this morning and hope to you and your circumstances as you seek Him. I believe that. That's a prophetic word for us this morning. That God is going to bring hope for you, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're up against. And I want to close our time by just, first of all, giving an opportunity. I don't know where all of you are today. If you're running from the Lord or you maybe you haven't served the Lord in the past season, maybe at one point in your life you did, today is the day of salvation. There's a simple message that God loves you. He died for you. You're a sinner. We know that. We're all sinners. And you can't receive eternal heaven without surrendering your life to Jesus. And if you're here this morning, you are away from God for any reason. I'm going to encourage you this morning to surrender. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads, close your eyes. And as God has been pursuing you this morning and for your entire life, is there anyone here that would say, Pastor Ben, I know God's been pursuing but I've not been living for him and I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus today. Would you just slip up your hand if you're here this morning and say, yep, that's me. I'm ready to give my heart to the Lord today. Anybody at all? Okay. I don't see any hands unless I'm missing any. Would your head continue to be bowed and eyes closed. I want to ask you a couple questions. When's the last time you've had a sense of urgency saying something like, where can I go to meet God? And this morning, we've got an opportunity to seek God. And the question is, is will you Take that opportunity to wait in his presence. To get a word from God for your business, for your future, for your relationships, for your finances, for your schooling. Are you willing to wait and seek a Heavenly Father? As we close this morning, 
I've not asked the worship team to prepare. I've prepared a, a few different worship songs that will kind of just set a mood for us. But I'm going to challenge each and every one of us to find a place here to wait on God. And I'm going to encourage you to move from where you are to maybe turn around in your seat at the very minimum. I would encourage you to come forward. There's something about coming forward, taking that walk down the aisle that God starts to move. There's something I can't put my finger on, but uh, God, he, he honors that. You don't have to. I understand that. But this morning, would you move and seek the Lord like you never have before? And Pastor Pete and I, we'll come. We're going to put our hands on you. and We're going to pray for you this morning, for your families. If there's anything in particular that you're saying, hey, this is what I'm believing for, let us know. The board members have encouraged you guys to, a couple of them are here, two or three are here today, uh, this service, to just be available to minister, to let God move. I believe God wants to meet us right now, right here. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this moment. Help us to discern your will, to wait for a word from you, to wait on you, to seek you with all of our heart. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's seek the Lord together. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Down on my knees again, surrendering all, surrendering all, and find me here, Lord, as you draw me near. I'm desperate. For